Hello and welcome back to the second half of Watch Along with Tom and Owen. We're watching the second half of the 2006 semi-final, Munster versus Leinster in the old Lansdowne Road. Owen, how are you keeping? I'm good. It's been so long uh, since we did the first part of this that I can't remember what I said. So if I repeat this like someone who's got like Alzheimer's or something like this now, I'm just repeating the same stories over we, and over we again. Should have, we should have finished it on the night. <laughs> You know what? Uh, this is the thing because we, we had arranged we were going to do it the next week, then yeah. couldn't do it for whatever reason, and then you know fucking holidays and kids and the whole fucking lot. It is what it is. This could easily turn into a bit like PSOM. It could easily turn into just a father's podcast <laughs> very quickly if we're not careful. <laughs> um, usually it's you whenever we're doing these zooms, where it's you who's wearing the classic rugby jersey subscription. But this week it's me. I'm just wearing. It is. I'm just wearing a normal t-shirt. You have a very, very trendy, old school monster shirt, which I am very envious of. Now I have to say. I'm also drinking grapefruit beer. Ah, uh, I am on decaf coffee. Decaf coffee, boiling hot as usual, just like you, just as you like it. <laughs> in 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 my monster mug that holds nearly a liter of coffee. My God, I would end up with a stroke if I had that much coffee, especially the strength I make it. That'd be just like, you know, if I ever wanted to just end it all, that's how I do it. <laughs> now, ahead of this 2006 semifinal, uh, we watched the first half. Fairly dominant stuff by Munster. Error strewn. I think you'd remember that first half to be kind to Leinster. Not much in the way of anything from them in the Munster 22 or anywhere near it. Um, at this point, can you put yourself into the body of 2006 Owen? What are you thinking at halftime? I was on the terrace and I was thinking Munster were playing well. Rog has them, has he's kicking the ball, he's kicking the corners, putting the ball, getting the forwards moving, going forward, keeping them happy. But I'm looking at that scoreline and I'm saying to myself, one one try and this is this is game on again despite all that dominance and I, I was actually worried at halftime I suppose my thoughts on it were is that we're not far enough ahead of these cons to get anywhere near comfortable enough for me at the moment I suppose the big fear because again I think the fear ahead of this was we can't lose this game we think we spoke about this beforehand whatever but the final this game the pressure being built up was just so ridiculous. I've done a bit of research. This is going to shock you. Right? Did you know that before the game, right, the morning of the game, Brian O'Driscoll text Ronan O'Gara three words. Let's go hard. <laughs> Can you imagine Let's go hard. And Raj takes it back. Another three words. Not too hard. <laughs> the bits that I'm reading here about the players from O'Gara, from Donegal Callahan, of just sickness 24 to 48 hours before the game. Just the uh, nerves being absolutely just killed with him. And 
from what I've read of Brian O'Driscoll's take on this game was that they knew or knew that Munster would be talking about outworking Leinster in this game. And I suppose from that first half, it kind of played out pretty much like that. Munster kind of outworking Leinster to a certain extent. Yeah, I think for me, the, the it was all about Munster had to be dominant and be consistently dominant over the 80 minutes because as Leinster had proved down in, in Toulouse when they'd won the quarterfinal, they don't need an awful lot of possession to to be able to score tries and to be able to sort of capitalise and win and win the big games. And that it was all about sort of um, knocks and that back line, that if that back line could get any sort of a platform to start playing, they were going to be dangerous. I think this, um, is the, this is the first time, I think we may have mentioned this in part one, this was the Leinstertainment backline. This was Leinster at their most, we'll say, showbiz when it came to offensive rugby. Completely. It was um, like you had... Actually, who was from half of this again? It was um, for Leinster on this one. Um, we have the teams back here. It was Easterby. It was Easterby, Contopomi as the halfbacks. You had Darcy and O'Driscoll. In midfield. Uh, uh, you had Hickey, Horgan, Horgan and Dempsey in the back, in the back three. In, in the back three. Jowett, Gleeson and Jamie Heaslip. Imagine, imagine if you said to Jamie Heaslip in 2006. Jamie, in around 14 years' time, maybe a bit longer, you will go on a website called Twitter. You don't know it exists right now. You will ask the people, should you make a podcast? They also don't exist right now. And the people will resoundingly tell you no. <laughs> Can you imagine? There's never, I'm from, never not a good time to bring that story up. <laughs> Jamie, I'm from the future. <laughs> good news and bad news. Um, in the second row, they have Mallow Kelly and uh, Williams. Uh, in the front row, they have Corrigan, Blaney, and Green. Green. Will Green, yeah. Green. Uh, Munster or on the bench for Leinster rather we'll say go to there they have um, Blaney McCormack Ronan Miller O'Reardon Lewis and uh, Kearney who I believe is Rob Kearney uh, Munster's team Pucciarello Flannery Hayes O'Callaghan O'Connell in the second row Leamy Foley and Wallace in the back row Stringer and O'Gara Halstead and Kelly with Dowling uh, Payne and Horgan and I think Munster have already made a substitution at the backs at this point Henderson um, is in for Henderson came in for Mallow Kelly, Kelly. Uh, for Kelly or for uh, Kelly there, and on the bench John Kelly, for John Kelly. That's right. Um, he is immortalized in Bandon in the Riverview Shopping Center. There's a try. There's a picture of him scoring a try. I'm not sure in what game, but it's in the Riverview Shopping Center in Bandon. It's just it's been there for as long as that place has been open. It's just like there he is, uh, and on the bench for Munster. Fogarty, Roach, O'Driscoll, Kyo, Manning, Henderson, who's already on the field, and Tommaso Leary uh, in the outside backs. Um, so our clocks are at 54 seconds. And we are going to get into this game for the start of the second half. And I'm going to make sure my sound is off on this. And we will go. And there we are. That's Ronan O'Gara heading in at halftime, but we don't even have time to stick with this. Contopomi kicking right up, back off from right to left. 
Munster take that restart really well and just a good good hard old carry to start off the second half. 16-3 and Raj again kicks the middle, keeps him going forward. That was just the monster play at the time. Raj back in the fucking pocket. He could be on his own five meter line. And he boots that down and you keep the territory. No wonder they get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> like Munster up at the Leinster 10 meter line here. Like. <laughs> yeah, just give it back. <laughs> like Munster, the best defensive line out in Europe, I would say at this time. I'd say for the next two or three years to bring at that level. So like this was just a nightmare place to start if you're, if you're Leinster because Munster's counter launch and their ability to like Connell and O'Callaghan to get up there and just bother you in the air. If you were like they're, they're already they were oh that, that looks crooked. That's crooked. Yeah. yeah. See, um, they were already missing Quinlan out of that from from injury from earlier on. So like you know the, the line out only gets better if you put him into the back row. Like there's the great example of Munster's just basic sequence at the time. Take the restart, give it to O'Gara, who's miles away from anybody who can get anywhere close to him, boot it upfield, stress the line out, and Munster up the ball again. Halstead, what a fucking carry that was. And no Lovely prisoners line. taken at that rock either. That's another big miss. carry. And again, look, that that that, that short line off Raj, like, that was Foley who ran that there. I think it was either Foley or Leon, it was Leamy. That was always solid gold as well. And Munster did like it was very simple enough, old pod structured, and not even a pod structure. Have a big runner off O'Gara, have him hit him, like the width off of uh, Stringer's pass, the reverse inside ball there to Henderson. He's still huffing and puffing. That's <laughs> Halstead, I think, at twelve there, is it? That's Halstead, and uh, Henderson is on Henderson. it and on the outside. But look at the on the answer. Look at the simplicity Munster are able to play here. Like, not too complicated. Like it's basically Stringer to O'Gara to a carrier. Hit the rock, recycle, go again, and pick and goes if needs be. Use the ref as a shield there, like from Stringer. <laughs> the big difference you can tell from sort of more modern rugby is the amount of players that go into the rock. In Lying this, in. oh, it's like you're, you're putting five or six into each breakdown just to try and secure it and hold it, and then rather than now, you'll just see one or two players going in and trying to get people back, as you say, put structure on it. Um, like Trevor Hogan. I mean I mean now like you're looking at it where you know you need to keep your attackers your forwards in the line to keep your pod structure but if you look at the way Munster are playing here you need one forward who can line up outside O'Gara O'Gara finds him that width that they were getting from Stringer to O'Gara to the carrier because again there were so many defensive defenders in the ruck as well you just bounce between those two points so if there was, if the defense had lagged off, you pick and go, or you snipe, then you go again and you stretch them. And it was like the reliability of Stringer and O'Gara, and you know carriers who weren't necessarily hugely explosive fellas like Leamy or, or I mean Wallace was explosive, but you just rarely Monster were very good at just hanging onto the ball for long periods. Here's that scrum, Monster going forward there, and now we're going to get a reset here. It's also amazing how quickly they reset. I just I was noticing that they were the first one. I was just like, we'll have a few seconds here to fill. Oh, wait, no, there they are. They're scrummaging. <laughs> I contend, and I said this before on the other podcast, look at fucking John Hayes pulverizing that guy. Um, John Hayes would be as valuable today as what he was in his heyday. Oh, with the scrum rules. The only thing is, though, John Hayes had two had two tricks up his sleeve. One was to um, put his legs as far back as he could to lower the height of the scrum. 
and the other was the short arm grip. I mean, you wish he wouldn't get away with it nowadays. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He had two tricks, but there were, were two very good tricks. <laughs> <laughs> you only need two tricks, and you do them both really, really well. But like you see here now, like with the way the ball being rewarded back into Munster for that ball, they come unplayable because Munster took the ball into the ruck, they get the ball back if he comes unplayable. We could basically hang on to the ball relentlessly and the opposition were just defending for long stretches. Like you see here, like Munster have been basically on the attack since the 40, 40 minutes, 30 seconds. That's three minutes and something of just constant attack. And it's not massively incisive stuff. But you still have to defend it. Yeah, and it, it was more about putting bodies on the line because you're like you're going flying into that rock. It's it's not now where the you're protected if you can get a, a little bit of a jackal or a hold onto it. Like, no, it's just like you know, <laughs> survive if we let you. Yeah. <laughs> like you are more likely to get beaten up back then, but you're more likely to be killed stone dead today. Yeah, with, I, with I think the, you're, you're the, the size of the guys. Interesting move coming here. That's a lovely. Isn't that, that's exactly the principle there. Halstead gets on the outside. He's almost like another forward himself. That's why I think he suited Munster so much at this point. And that's a knock on there. And then start get a chance to clear. Look at all the fucking red in the stands. My God. This and like I think we said this in the in the first um, half as well. Of this, this was a real wake up call not only to Leinster on the field but I think off the field. They didn't know they they weren't aware of sort of how to allocate the tickets out for big games like this. Again, they they, they had no experience of it. But again, look, you look at that Flannery there. One, that's a very 2006 haircut. I'm very envious. And like two, look at that lineup form. Look at that fucking troll. Best, like I said, like I said in the first one, best in the fucking game at this point. Ooh, handling errors. That's it. This is not where you want to be turning the ball over to this Leinster team. The guys they brought in, Leinster, that's a nice little kick there. They really added in. That's a great kick. The guys they brought in, I think the following season. Oh, Horgan there wants that ball in his hands. Pass me the ball. It was Come on, guys. They started going with, what was it, um, Rocky Elson. No, Rocky Elson was a bit later. It was like CJ Van Linder, um, Ali yeah, Leroux. Did, didn't they, like, the, they brought in, was it Shane Jennings? He wasn't, was he in the team now? Or was he signed no. season after? I don't, what, wasn't it um, after this that Leo and Jennings came back? I think so. They both came back from Leicester. And look at that, look. Cheap, easy out. Not getting the gap. Like, <laughs> it's just like is that, Michael Checker like, looks very calm there for what's happening. It's like, it's like he'd, he'd, it's, it's, it was almost like the opposite of like, does he mature with age? No, he gets uh, more unhinged with age. But just there again, like that that boot from Ogara, just constant reliability where he's just able to find deep position there, and like even if you're if you're monster here. I mean, you're happy enough defending Leinster here at the line-out. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Rodgers kicking there and use, use of the spiral and the length he's getting it on. And like, I'm, I'm not sure when exactly that went out of, when it went out of style, so to speak, because like, I think there was a, with a couple of people, like they had a different kicking strategy where 
they would go with the the more predictable um the more predictable you you, you just kick it straight on where you don't necessarily because if you're if you're kicking it with a spiral you've got to drop the ball at an angle and it's it's very very it's tricky to get reliable contact on it go so like i was saying there before your pc crashed um the and we're still live here with this game uh it's a i think it's a penalty to leinster there that they moved away from spirals for a good number of years just because it was easier to get a more reliable contact just by kicking it front on so basically um, what's called the afl type punt yeah exactly you, you because when you're kicking a spiral you have to drop the ball at an angle onto your foot and it, it can lead to unpredictable contact that's a, a penalty there i think we were actually joking while we were getting it set up i think there actually isn't it from the side penalty that was penalized there so this is contapomi going for the post to bring it to potentially six points for Leinster and bring him back within 10. I don't remember if he got this or not. Uh, you, you, I you think can, he did. Oh, well, maybe not this one, but I think, I think didn't they bring it back? The fickle kick off the post. Well, he's not having a good day at all. No, already, he's not. He? That's two big penalties missed in this game already and a great clearance by O'Gara there as well. Exactly what you want. You can tell though, Contepomi, like... The hairs on his last legs here. You can just tell looking at him there, that guy's going bald. Straight up, like he's in. The razor is calling. <laughs> Cold shave razor, Felipe. As if he doesn't have enough problems on the day. <laughs> Somebody's just there, like I'm just mimicking, just buzzing the hair in the crowd. If he, if he looks at me, it's coming, Felipe. There's Blaney. That is not me behind ball. Brian Blaney there. Oh, the Webb Ellis ball there. They were lovely. They were classic. Not like the brown ones from the, the 90s that we... Or the, oh, the French ones. The, the French ones that we can't talk about anymore because uh, they just produce too much trauma. Great steal there from Jerry Flannery. Good God. That is fantastic. There is a man that is built. Just the shoulders and the biceps on that. And like the thing is, like I remember he was. I was talking to him at a Q&A I was doing for I'm not sure who LIT out in Toma Park and I was talking to him before the match or before the, the Q&A and he was saying that like when his agent was talking to Munster about signing for Munster like he was in Toma Park at the time and he was just like well why would you not want to come here it reminded me that he didn't always play for Munster played for Connacht beforehand for Connacht yeah. beforehand just fuck it, you completely forget it but like at the time like he's in best hooker in Europe for sure Oh, un, un, unrivaled at it. The throwing was just... Now, to be fair, when you have someone like Paul O'Connell going up together, it makes Being it lifted by the human forklift, John Hayes, I mean, it's 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 easy to a certain extent, but like, as in just the form he was throwing. And you remember, I think during COVID, wasn't he doing uh, videos uh, on Twitter to show off like how to throw, like for hookers, how to throw. And it's just like, everybody was just like in awe at this guy that he was... Producing, like showing just like this unbelievable form in his in his lineout throwing, like the flex he got in his back was something else. You can, if you look at the likes of Niall Scannell and guys like that, they have the same sort of throwing form as Jerry Flannery, but the way that they stand, like so wide, and the flex that they get with their back. 
Like if you're Leinster like, here, if you're Leinster here, that's actually a good good Leinster scrum. If you're Leinster here at this point, 50 minutes in, 42, 43, 44, 45, you're thinking that like you need something quickly here because Munster now, like you see this pattern Munster in here now, like we can just retain this ball relentlessly and just cheese the clock even here doesn't even look like it but like you look at O'Connell here good carry tough guy to stop but like the Munster aren't necessarily going anywhere massively here but like it, it's it's so tough for Leinster to defend and like all the time there's a about a 13 point gap that they're no closer to closing when Munster are playing like this well when you can come around when you can come around the corner like that with two or three players pre-bound almost and it was just to flop on the ball it doesn't matter if it's Fogara carrying it or whoever. You've got the support. It was one of the phrases used to be, you know, you could throw a blanket over the Munster pack. You yeah. know, when they're on the field. And it is that type of play where you want all your forwards close in so that they're protecting the ball and just consistently carrying it. You had four guys in the rook there. <laughs> like one, two, three, four, and there's five there. And like, but Munster always have like the, like the backs. They're never overly concerned with playing flat. That's a good penalty steal there. I think who's that? Is that Contapomi? Contapomi, yeah. Jeez, oh, it's a shame of it. And they go quickly. The oh, uh, Gordon Darcy drops it. He drops it like he drops fucking clangers on Twitter after nine o'clock, and he gets his fucking permission <laughs> and the, the old gin and tonic. Oh, Contapomi going with his own spiral attempt. Dennis Leamy in the backfield. The house oh, of pain. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, what the, oh, what Jesus. the fuck is that? An up and under from Leamy. An up and under from Leamy. Jesus. Oh, and he <laughs> oh, oh, man, I felt that. Oh, that's 52 by 37, 38. Go back and watch that because that is not. That is just like filthy from Leamy in the backfield. I'm thinking he's going to run some some fellow over here. It's like watch it up and under. Yeah, I, th I honestly thought we, that. Great kick. I, that's a good kick. I thought when Leamy had that, he was going to do the the equivalent of the Jack Crowley <laughs> and just blast someone out of it. Whatever but poor no, fucker he, was up in front of him, but no, the up and under slick. Up and under, wait, wait for the scrub half to get it, and then absolutely. Like, but that count is, but that count is a cultured boot from Dennis Leamy. It, it, it was better than the font, even though it was from a forward. It was better than the font. It, it kind of, it was font adjacent with how we approached the ball, but it ended up being quite a bit more cultured in the air. Look at that, great stuff again. Like that, there was a good kick from Leinster, putting Munster under pressure in theory. But when you have a lineout that's that good that that's rock solid as that in a mall like this like they've just given the ball away rather than putting Munster under pressure from a territorial perspective because look when you can march a fucking pack back like that I remember watching this and thinking we have them fucked at this point because like we marched that up what to the edge of the is that the edge of the 10 meter line is it or is that the 22 22 either way like Take that, taking that from more or less to fight. Oh, Jesus Christ. Three Stooges stuff back here. Oh, they were lucky enough there. But that's the sort of thing there where I'm thinking, we have them here. That kind of stuff. Because, like, that line out there, like, is in, just goes to show, like, just how effective and how difficult Munster were to beat at this point. No, Horgan with a mistake there. He gives that right, right back. Was that O'Gara? Not a great kick to return, though. He'd want that one back. 
that was that was pain who did that oh jesus if that was rt in the mid 2000s they would have had that on the fucking preview to the show that carried there by Horgan. They just, they just repeated over and over again. But they did love that sort of stuff. Oh, they loved it. I think sure, which weren't we sick to that? Daryl Breen would have loved that. Yeah. Like, oh, brilliant. That'll soften their coughs. <laughs> oh, Stringer. I thought he was. Is it? Do not tell me that Peter Stringer is going to carry like Dennis Leamy and Dennis Leamy is going to fucking carry like Peter Stringer. <laughs> do not want. I don't want to see that on transition. But here we go again. Like that pass from like, again. Wide. Oh. Oh, little, little fucking loop. loop ball there. Johnny Sexton and the crowd taking notes on that. <laughs> Back inside. Champers holds it up. Penalty. Jerry Sander <laughs> keeps threatening to go quickly. It's like, Jerry, what the fuck are you doing? I know you have great hair, but please stop. <laughs> That's like someone playing poker for every hand going, I'm all in. <laughs> Like, I'm looking there at, like, O'Gara. Like, the quality of his passing is something I don't think gets a whole lot of credit. Generally, when people think about it. I want to say something really, really weird on this. I think O'Gara would fit really well into the way Leinster actually play at the moment. 1,000%. I completely agree. He'd sit behind the game line. He has perfect passing, can play the system, and looks for the counter transition. Yep. Can and kick. And thing is, can kick. He's got every kick in the book. Yeah. He can hit the grubber. He can hit it long. He can, he can angle it in over the top. He can bring Leinster's defensive line out into play. So if, if he wishes, fucking hell. He, he would be amazing in a, in a blue jersey today. Oh, kind of makes me a little bit sick thinking about it though. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Back in my throat. There. I'm not sure whether it's the grapefruit rattler I'm drinking here or the idea of Ronan O'Gara playing for Leinster. That's making that rise up in my throat as well. Leinster just after making a sub there. Cam Jowett is off and Eric Miller is on. Eric Miller and here's Munster in a very fucking dangerous position for any team around this point, which is a mall just inside their 22. And uh, that's getting good momentum forward. Like, you think the way... Oh, nice build. Yeah, it's a very good build. It's difficult for Leinster to get a hold of that as well. They've done a good job of stopping that on the touchdown side. And this is going to break up a little bit here. Or is it? It is. Um, but Munster have good position here. The thing is, at this point, like, Munster were so... Advantage. There's a penalty event. Munster, Munster were so patient at this point as well, where they knew they had a ton of heavy forwards who could just truck around the corner. And, like, it was so difficult to turn over the ball at the stage. In the in, in uh, like this at this era of the game, that like they would just keep going and going and going and going and just play low error rugby, and it was so hard to stop. It was the yeah best. until until the ELVs came in, that was it. ELVs kind of fucked us really. When you think about it, <laughs> you know, like is in just thinking like is in did they bring those in specifically to fuck us? <laughs> I think well, yes. There was there was the video at the end of the what is <laughs> for the last ten minutes of the two thousand and eight final that, that keeps getting oh, shown up for the ELVs. He's like we he's like we uh, don't want this happening. What you see here, we don't want this happening. Oh, so that was again, a nice peel, a really nice peel. Monster going for the kill shot here. Fifty-seven minutes and fifty-nine seconds in. Or where are we? I actually can't make out the clock because the 58 05 that's it yeah 58 minutes and 7 8 9 10 and Munster put an attacking scrum on the Leinster try line more or less um, Leinster under huge pressure here and it's like 
there's no way out for them like the big thing I'm looking at here is that Leinster have struggled so much to keep the ball in their in, 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 in Leinster's or in Munster's half everything has been reactive well I think they, they, they have no platform their line out has gone just sort of disintegrated um, and again, I think it just kind of shows the the, the the importance of that set piece, even then, and how Munster were sort of ahead of the curve, you know. Because again, the whole thing was no scrum, no win. But and it's certainly true at this stage. But like Munster's lineout was the winning of the majority of games for them. That's it. You, you could bypass it. You only had X amount of scrums, but you'd have way more lineout. And. Um, and particularly when you had Ogara kicking the line out as, as yes. Munster did and like you look here at the scrum we're setting up here now it's at um, 59.08 um, and again look Munster just pressurising and again with, with 60 seconds up on the clock here it's um, it's so difficult for Leinster to just do anything about it with the scoreboard being the way it is they're under Foley so much pressure oh Foley they're going with a quick tap and go, he's charging in. O'Connell, oh, driven good, backwards. Good, that good was defense. a good set. Good defense. That was a good set. Oh Jesus! But there's another penalty as well. Leinster under bit. I mean, that was a penalty. <laughs> like it was a penalty there. But like for Leinster here, like it's coming up on 60 minutes, and they're 13 points down, which is a fucking tough. Like it's still, it's only two scores really. But Munster are, are smelling here that if they can get any sort of points from this possession it's kind of game over like it would it would be tough from this point to see Leinster coming back like at 13 it's, it's points next, next score like next score decides where, I, where this game is going and I remember feeling that at the time as well that like that the like the importance of this sequence that like I was thinking fuck it if we can score here we'll kill him nice bleach blonde hair at that like on that guy from, from Eric Miller Eric Miller nice that was nice I, I, I had my Which was hair, all the rage at the time as well. I, I had my hair bleached like that, I think, at the time. Oh, that's another good maul as well, although you could say there was obstruction there on that one from Munster, but if you were Liam Toland, you'd say, or no, Tony Ward, all mauls are legalised obstruction. Tony Ward is too busy trying to pick out the, uh, the next sort of underage star coming through in the Leinster schools. Who's going to be the next the the heir to the throne? The most irritating <laughs> fucking phrase. Jesus Christ! Oh, Leinster still. Oh, they've turned that over. Great, that was a good return from Leinster there, and a good boot clear. And like just thinking again, because my natural tendency would be to be a pessimist. Was I'll be fucked it now? They're gonna go and they're gonna get this. They're gonna score, and we're fucked. <laughs> That's I always felt as and I said it like. It could, it could take literally just two half chances and they could be back in it. That was Leinster. Like, and the thing is, they were such a momentum team at this point where if they got a score like that, all of a sudden they were on. But the problem with the game as it was at this point is, is that any ball you gave to Munster, I mean, that's an, ex- an exception there, but like Munster won that line out again off a of Leinster clearance and the whole sequence was about to start again where... Like Munster would just go Stringer, O'Gara, carry, pick and go, pick and go, Stringer, O'Gara, carry, and it was just it was just almost impossible to stop. And I, I wanted to ask you as well: Do you think that Munster's signing of Trevor Halstead, that we did prior to this season for I think it was a one-year deal, 
Do you think that suited Munster so much? Because he was essentially another David Wallace build player. Well, I think it was something that they looked at because if I've I've looked back at this season in a in a lot of detail, Great had, from Foley there, lovely from Foley there. But I mean, like they they had, they actually got Gary Connolly, and he he played the first first half of the season up to up to the end of December. He was first choice twelve ahead of Halstead. Um, but yeah, they were looking for the big back row to play um to play twelve, and I think it was the beginning of this season where they put Leamy at 12 and they put Wallace on the wing for different games. I think one of them could have been against Border Reavers and I can't remember who the other one was. Just to experiment with that, that physicality outside O'Gara. So you've always got that stringer O'Gara forward carry, except it's a back who's carrying it. Yeah, and you, you can see they even use Halstead there in the same way where they get that width and it's so difficult to stop because he, he'll win that collision and he might he might not like as in he might not barge you over and score a try but, but he'll take some tackling and that draws so many defenders that Munster always have space because that pass from Stringer is going to be long and accurate and what O'Gara will give you is going to be long and accurate as well and all of a sudden you're unbalanced by Munster back and forward it's why I think we were so difficult to beat at this point I, I think it, it also if you have someone like that at 12 it gives you the option of O'Gara doesn't have to seek contact and someone like that can stay on their feet long enough for the forwards because you put we were putting four, five, six forwards into a ruck. So it gave them long enough to get up and come back around to create a target for them to do it again. Here's Leinster on the attack. 63 minutes and 49 seconds on the clock. And this is where they were really dangerous. They're getting a bit of pace, a bit of momentum. And then once they get like the likes of Contepomi hitting you know, Darcy and then O'Driscoll, you just get the feeling that they'll just find space. They'll find a pass. They'll just, they'll burst into space somewhere. And that's the fucking pass from Easterby. He's not good enough there, really. And Munster... You can see they're, they're trying to force it now. Again, they have to. 64 minutes on the clock so they can feel the end of the game coming. And that's, again, it's all very loose from Leinster, but this is kind of what it was at the time. Here's Contepomi. And again, he's... A big fucking shot there from David Wallace. <laughs> but like at the time, like he was almost like a ball playing inside centre like that's kind of he was used that way I think after he left Leinster where he was that type of player and it, they basically had that running threat from 10, 12, 13 all the way through and it was something that they were used so effectively at the time and like at their peak we'll say Leinstertainment at around this time look at that look at that <laughs> That's that's a morale killer. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at this. He, do, he does everything right, and then does the, out the back door to Blaney. What? And Blaney's look at him like like he's just stabbed him in the fucking chest. It's like, what did you do that for? Oh, there's Laporte. Yeah, Bernard Laporte. Yeah. Jesus, that that isn't me. Anybody who's looking at this, that is that is not me. Uh, well, I have a, here's, I, there's Tomas O'Leary looking not as jacked as he would later look no uh, he ca he was coming on the 13 there as for Henderson oh here we go it's, it's like this is our, our third 13 of the day <laughs> and if you look at Henderson there like I said there's my former physiotherapist that I had when I dislocated my shoulder doing a good job as she did with me 
He looks fucked. He, he looks fucked. <laughs> but you can see that moment there from Kantapomi. Like, you kind of got a bit of, a bit of that from him, really, where you could get the really good shit, but then just mad shit like that that would just drive you absolutely insane. Oh, Jesus. Then a, and then, and here we go. This is the danger point here Mark now. Morgan popping up in midfield, looking for the offload. It's a steal there. Unbelievable job. Who's that? Paul O'Connell. So intense that you can actually, you can see his skull getting too big for his hair. It's just slowly pushing the hair out. <laughs> like you see the bit of like that Leinster build at the time of like their backline. Look at this oh, now. No, this would no, actually no, no release there. No oh, release there. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> like that was totally legal at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was like they brought in the no clear release. I think was it in two thousand and nine as well that you had to have the clear release because I remember seeing because Ogrisco was a fucking nightmare for tackles like that where he would tackle would not let go and basically he would just be there clamped pull, pull on back up yeah and because he was such he was so short it was difficult to clean him out um but they brought in that key release i remember looking at him where he had to kind of you know make a big song and dance about you know lifting your hands up like that but that was a big moment there from o'connell again yeah, and monster here because if you look at this now 66 minutes on the clock uh, or is that 60 yeah 66 or three or four 10, 11, 66, 12, 13, 14. Like, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, like, if you're Leinster here now, like, you've blown your sh your shot there off that off that tap and go. And that monster here, for the most part, are, well, they've turned it over there. And this is your opportunity now for Leinster to hit the floor here. Because if they can score here, 14 minutes to go. I remember feeding the fear around this point, looking at that moment there, I'm thinking, oh, fuck. Oh. It's, they're starting to, they're, this is the first time that they've even got a couple of phases together over a sustained period in the last sort of five minutes or so like, they've been was, able to do that this was a danger for Munster before the game you're thinking like is there kind of running look something like a pot structure there but like the danger for Munster before the game obviously the big threat was we can't let them have this type of ball because they can fucking just, can just catch you like that look at that what the fuck is he doing um but the, the danger was like you can't give them that possession because the magic that they had in their backs was just like so hard to stop when they got going because you can see that there lovely bit of fucking action here good sustained pressure they finally got into the 22 with phases Let's look at that look at that look at look. Reggie Corrigan oh. drops it Reggie Reggie, Reggie, did you, did you feel that the usual intensity that you have brought to the game? Did you feel that that was there, Reggie? Did you feel that, Reggie? This may have been the last time Reggie. Oh no, this may have been the second last time Reggie was on Sky Sports. Um, <laughs> after he gave, uh, uh, who's it? Uh, was it? I think whoever it was, a Claremont fella, the, fucking yeah. man match, and they got hammered. I think it was Thomas Jalabert. Yeah, center. Leave, leave that in the fucking clubhouse. Save it for a clubhouse, really. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, Contapomi does kick this and sets it up for last fairly kind of grandstand last 10 minutes. I think this was like the again, you're kind of feeding the fucking you're, you're getting the squirrels at this point because again, he kicks this and um. 
you can just visualize Leinster getting a try and then all of a sudden we're back to a fucking three-point game like is it again it feels like a 10-point lead is still pretty big here coming into the last you know 12 minutes or whatever else but again is i just it, uh, there was very few times for that i remember this era monster absolutely blitzing teams and putting 50 60 points on them it rarely happened it, I, I think I think our process wasn't there for that. Like I think we would we would powder absolutely blitz soft as fuck teams because our like you could see the process that we would go on with the you know the long kick the defensive line you know get the ball off the field with O'Gara defensive line out pressure and then once we could start building pressure as in like you know and, and like a slow kind of vice grip on teams oh Jesus that was a fine tasty fucking elbow there on Donny and that way goes unpunished. Um, and Leinster here now this is the exact place you don't want to be with him lovely kick from O'Driscoll brings him just outside of Munster 22 but again Munster would be happy enough with that too because you'd back your line out from here like the thing is at the time like with with, with, with Munster you you would rarely get a mistake here like you would have to cut Munster open with the ball in hand from back there like I think Munster yeah. here would go we look we'll back our line out here we'll maul it we'll kick it up the field and then you're back under like more pressure than the position would imply but again reliable ball to O'Connell now we don't get to maul off this one I don't think but you can you can exit here and like again we'll defend them from here and that's what I think that's that's Munster's defensive process there the numbers in transition are very good yeah that's what I was just going to say they have like five or six players back there waiting for that like that that is that is Knox ball like that is the fucking like that is like that was Wallaby Rugby back then. Like link link to play. Like you could have passed here. Like danger going on here. Oh, if that had gone to hand, that he was in under the post there. If that had gone to hand. Like that was actually a forward pass. But geez, if that had gone to hand, very different game. Look at there. Like that's a good. That's a great line. Oh, he 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 got rid of the ball. Is it Malcolm O'Kelly? Is it? It's Malcolm O'Kelly. I think in the inside. And coming back in almost oh, Jamie Heaslip. Oh, it's Jamie Heaslip. Jamie Who's making the run. That's like a metaphor for like you know the, the podcast is coming towards Jamie on the ball, but then it's just like no, I've just fumbled it, and then he's walking off dejected, and he's never done a podcast since. Oh, that that isn't true. He did do a podcast, um, but it wasn't very well received. But that's what you get for going against democracy. So we have a um, scrum, scrum position scrum. here from Munster. So again, I don't think at this point, and you, you look at who Leinster signed from here, actually, and lots of learnings could be taken from this game from them. You could see when, in the people that they signed in the direct aftermath of this game, like they brought in CJ van der Linde. Did they not? Yeah. They brought in, um, they brought in Rocky, or Rocky Elsom as well in the next couple of years. But like, that's the sort of like their scrum they were never able to kind of hammer Munster into scrum here or put Munster under pressure so they signed a big scrummaging prop they struggled to impact Munster physically with the ball in hand in the forwards so you buy a big explosive um, back row forward was a massive ball dominant carrier and like it worked for them but it took them a few years to get there yeah, it took them. A, it took them a long while to build up the pack, but this this was the one that sort of laid out to them. If they were going to win, they had to step away from Leinster Tainment and Knox 
who was becoming a very divisive person behind the scenes in Leinster and they had to beef up the pack because like you, you heard it like as in you'd, you'd hear stories of him being a bit of a fucking arsehole on reviews and whatever else now there's lots of fellas who are arseholes on reviews but he supposedly was a fairly like you said we'll say divisive is a kind way to put it well, he, and it wasn't just in private. He he was he was doing that in the press as well, which I don't think helped uh, Cheka either. No, he he was calling out kidney and others. I think um, and, and oh, that's right them. for like the style of rugby that they were playing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But wait, and, is, this, is this a Leinster penalty here? I think it is. Was he giving me a yellow card? I don't remember this. I rem- no, I remember because I think Foley had to go off, um, or someone went off to bring Frankie Roach on. I do not remember that yellow card. But you see here, just the pressure now that Munster are kind of under, and they're going for posts. Again, I think if you're Leinster at this point, that's actually not the worst decision in the world because Munster are giving opportunities to Leinster that they just were not in the first half. So you're thinking seven points. You know, if we kick this, they could score a try and tie the game right up. That's how Matt's work. Oh, Jesus, big shot. But again, look, there, there was a lot of imagination and good stuff from Leinster here. Like, throughout this season. Does he make this? No. No, he doesn't. That was the killer. I'm thinking that he misses another big one. That was a huge miss. I think at that point, if you're Leinster, you're thinking, that's the game. And this this is the point you're sort of saying, like, who... What point should he have been taken off? Because his his head was gone after 10 or head, 15 minutes. Head was gone, but who, did they, who, who would you possibly bring on for him? They didn't, and you weren't necessarily making substitutions to freshen things up at this point. No, because you you had your players were your players unless they got injured at this point in the game. At this in this era, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, a fine high shot there, but he's not going down after that. <laughs> and that's it. Now, Monster down to fourteen, we're at and they've up the tempo. 75 minutes just gone on the clock there. Still Leinster 6, Munster 16. And you see here with Munster, even though we're down a forward. Again, the laws of the game there benefit Munster because we took the ball in, ball came unplayable. I think that'd be a turnover to Leinster if that was today. Oh, it, it looked like looked like there was a, a jackal turnover there or you, didn't, you brought the ball in but didn't bring it back out. So it's a turnover as opposed to now where it would be the other way around. But you can see here with Munster. They just know what to do. They don't need to overplay. 10 points up. I think if Contepomi had scored that penalty, maybe this is a different conversation at this point. But Munster don't need to rush anything here. Just need to scrummage. Take it nice and handy. And just go to the system that we know will burn the clock. Which is Stringer, O'Gara, hit it up. Hit it back. Go and just wait for an error which we know is coming oh god look at that look at that pass that that pass something else but it's it's the line it's 
the line from pain there that just drifts to the edge of um, he's able to run a, a slight Y line he's able to just kind of drift out oh again like that that's what Hal said like there's in moments like that they just add so much value at this point in the game but you can see here now it's just it's Denster under we, the pump here we watch, we watch Malcolm O'Kelly get handed off by Raj yeah just like dreamed dream stuff we go. bang <laughs> get out of here get out of here and at this point I can't remember Over what I was ratings. doing I was in that I was, terrace I <laughs> couldn't make my way I was so far up that terrace I couldn't make my way down to the front I was just roaring lepping about the place you know but you just I don't know what I was doing at this point but it's just because we knew I knew then that we'd beat them that it'd be beat oh there was, was done. no coming back from this but like you look at you look at you look at O'Kelly here like he's in he just comes in all wrong O'Gara imagine getting stiff arm by Ronan O'Gara like especially with the way that he was perceived at the time and then the fucking hop yeah. over the fence then at the end look at this bang get out of here like to be fair to O'Kelly he was out of position and O'Gara had him at a great angle but like what a way I'm not a guy to actually seal the win here and like it looks you look 21-6 here it looks like Munster have absolutely pumped them but like the last 15 minutes they absolutely were not that yeah the scoreline was very very the final scoreline is very very de deceptive for this because like Leinster there like if they've taken their opportunities they left at least I would say 13 13 points out there I would say you look at the try if you look at that Blaney break you look at the two penalties missed you're thinking oh, minimum like that they had enough to get back into this game Not, nothing but red in the stands again and it's just it's one of those it's one of those games where like at this point you can just relax and you can just feel the fucking happiness because like whatever else happened the pressure about this game 78 minutes 27 28 29 30 Whatever about anything else, it would turn over there as well. Whatever about anything else, we'd won this game because it was being built up as being the biggest, you know, biggest game of Irish rugby I think ever at this point. I would say, with the pressure and the build up and everything else, and we'd won it. And if you look at the final compared to this, I think that the pressure and expectation for this game was more than the final because we'd experienced finals before and lost them. But we'd never experienced a game like this before with the pressure and the expectation and everything that was wrapped up in it. I think, well, sir, for, for me, it was about if Munster had lost this game, it would have been the passing of the baton to Leinster to take over and challenge for the, for the Heineken Cup at the time. And I think it would have been a body blow completely for them. Line out goes. Oh, it goes to hand. And at this stage, like 79, 30, we're coming up 80 minutes beyond soon enough here. And there's an intercept coming up here. Um, but Leinster were just broken at this point as well. Like, give a penalty here for. Was that. Did you give a penalty for a high tackle? <laughs> Must have been the first of the game. Consistency ref. <laughs> Must have hit someone at the top of the head. Oh, there's Halstead. Oh, there we and go. He, Gone. he runs from the Munster 10 meter line. And to be fair, he is gassed by the time he gets to the length he of 22. He is gassed, running like he's got a shit in his pants, but there you go. <laughs> 80 minutes in the clock. <laughs> Try under the post intercept. 
And again, it's just like, that's just delirium as well. The massive grandstand finish. And like, I remember saying to a friend of mine at the time, there's no way we're losing that final. No, this this had the complete feeling of this is our year. And like, and sometimes you get those. Like, I know everybody, it's easy to say in hindsight, oh, well, look, I always knew we were, we were, we were going to win it. But like the feeling at the time was, is that if we can come through this game, that we'll beat whoever wins the other semi-final. Was it, was it Beeritz and Bath? Was, it, was that the other semi-final, whoever it was? It was Beeritz. And I think you're right. It could have been Bath in the other it's, one. Yeah. And I could think, like I said, I had no fear. That I know, like, Beeritz at the time were good. Did, like, did Dimitri Ashvili did some, a lot of good players. But I felt at this time that, like, when this went over here, like, but even beforehand, nobody's beaten us in the final. That's the final whistle. Final score. Leinster 6, Munster 30. And unfortunately, uh, a bunch of storms and power cuts uh, cut off myself and Owen for the end of this podcast. Just going over the last couple of minutes, talking over uh, just what this game meant. And uh, I think we both agreed, just as we did during the podcast itself, that it was a big turning point for Munster to show that we could win games of this scale with this pressure. It was almost like the final that we won before we won the actual final if you know what I mean uh, so thank you very much for listening into this podcast um, I've got another listen along with Tom and another guest there'll be another one coming along with Owen as well because it's been so well received um, These uh, the, the one before this one and I'm sure this one will as well um, as well as um, a couple of other ones coming up with some other guests uh, watch along as well so thank you very much for listening in thank you very much for being a tier k subscriber thank you very much to owen harrison at, at over the hill prop on twitter if you want to give that guy a follow uh my fellow provincial state of mind um guy so look thank you very much for joining me i'll talk to you again very very soon